I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Ah, hello, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. How's things in your neck of the woods? Great, Dan. I don't know if you've heard. 2020, my year. Everyone, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm having an all right time, all things considered. I know. It's a, it's a rough time for all sorts of people, but we'll get into that. We've got a podcast to discuss those sorts of things. We want to thank our Patreon supporters who've jumped on board this week, including Chris Kohler and Tom Crinigan. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash irrational fear. Another su- way to support irrational fear is by to carbon offset the emissions of your car with a go neutral sticker. Uh, for every $90 sticker, Go Neutral will buy 3.5 tonnes of offsets, which is about the yearly emissions of a car, and five bucks of that comes to us. I've got it. I've got a little sticker on the back of my car. People are like, oh, well, that, that 2,000 Corolla, that's uh, that's covered. That's good. <laughs> it's the only bloody thing about the show that is neutral. Am I right, Dan? <laughs> that's, oh, no, we take Look all out, sorts of... Yeah, fuck you, ABC. We're taking positions for left-wing inner-city lefties. I'm recording my end of irrational fear on Gadigal land and urination. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair and Section 40. Irrational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, after 112 days, Melbourne has eased lockdown restrictions. However, some hipster cafes have remained closed to be ironic. And water is discovered on the moon, but it turns out it can't be used for anything as it's already owned by Angus Taylor. And in just under a week, the season finale of the United States of America is on. Who will get fired that week? I'm excited. It's Halloween 2020, or as we call it in Australia, Book Week. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear. Hello, 
Hello, welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former sexy nurse Dan Illich. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. She's a comedian, improviser and radio broadcaster from Sydney. Her 2019 festival show Loose won so much critical acclaim that it got picked up to be part of the 2020 Batch Festival at Griffin Theatre Company, which promptly got cancelled after Organise realises that she was a little too loose. No, just kidding. <laughs> be- because of COVID-19, it's Conchetta Caristo. Oh, my God, hey, it's me, the cancelled woman. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and she is the multiple award-winning lockdown special having dual personality performing hyphen at hyphen adding. It's a privilege to have the double-barrel, triple-threat herself. Zoe Combs Ma. It's Zoe Nolan Lodge, actually. That's what happens all the time. Hey, congrats on uh, Reputation Rehab. Really good Thank show. You. <laughs> you know who's Reputation I am, I am waiting to be congratulated for it, for real. It happens all the time. We get confused for each other. People will be like, I love you on the checkout. I'm like, that's, not, that's, not, that's not me. That's not me. How, how is Hamish Blake going? You know, it must be crazy. You guys are so good on the carriage. He's great in the sack. <laughs> And he is one half of Wedding Magic Act, Penn and Hobber. It's Lewis Hobber. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my God. Um, I was thinking the other day, I um, want to uh, go and get my, like... Uh, magic license? Can... Yeah, my magic <laughs> license. No, I, wa- I would... No, I want to go and uh, get ordained so that I can marry people. Oh, um, right. Because I emcee a lot of weddings, like a lot of friends' weddings. Uh-huh. Does this happen to you guys as yes. people who talk into microphones professionally? Yeah. You get asked to emcee every wedding. Plus, I can sometimes DJ weddings. So if I can do the marrying, I'm a one-man wedding band. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. actually, I'm trying to get my magic license. So that part I relate <laughs> to. For me, it's all about the magic of love. Coming up a little later on, we're going to be talking to Senator Lydia Thorpe about the directions tree stuff that's going on in um, Victoria. It's very sad stuff. We're going to be talking with her a little bit later on. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Uh, Hello, I am American friend Vladimir Putin. These unprecedented times require some precedent. So me, President of Russia, is encouraging Americans to vote President of USA. I know how dangerous election season can be. I was only candidate in the Russian election who didn't have horrible accident. So it's important to pick someone who's a strong man standing for you. That is why I endorse Joe Biden. Not because he's strong, but because Donald Trump will default on loan. And I will finally get Miss Universe pageant at very cheap price. Of course, if you were a good American patriot, you may do opposite of what I say. I don't give a fuck. USA is fun to watch burn down. I'm Vladimir Putin and I approve this message. Fear this week. It's the most magical time in politics. It's Senate Estimates. Happy Senate Estimates, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic Senate Estimates. Thank you. Uh, Thank this, you. This is where we Bless find... Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> with you and also with you. Uh, yeah, part Thank of Senate you. Estimates is is, cut, is like take a whole bunch of receipts and throwing them at your friends. Yes. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> uh, it's where we find out just how far public servants will go to protect the ministers from scrutiny. Last week, of course, we learned that you can get a Cartier watch by simply working at Australia Post and doing a good job. This week we learned that our first submarine could be launched in around 37 years. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. The new subs are coming and they're going to be coming about when the iPhone 49 will be released. Yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> Incidentally, the iPhone 49 will have an inbuilt submarine, so, you know, that'll be redundant. The subs are going to cost us $90 billion. Uh, the cool. iPhone, the iPhone forty nine will only cost us a billion dollars. So you know, you do the math. Fearmongers, does it bother you that these new submarines that we're building today won't be working in our waters until until another thirty seven years? No, actually, because I spoke to a psychic this week and she said that in 2050 it's going to be a really good time for me. So I think that it's like actually a good time for the submarines and for me and so that's sort of why it's happening. So I'm really stoked about it. Yeah. yeah mm. I, Are you I, an Aquarius? feels like that's uh, like a sub-Aquarius. Uh, I'm a Libra, so no. No, no. Oh not, God, a, not a water sign. <laughs> Thank you so much. I lied. I'm a Leo. <laughs> okay. We're being guestless. Sorry, I'm being such a politician right now. Sorry. <laughs> what a Leo. I feel like I feel like 2050 is, is going to be a pretty good time for submarines because we'll all be underwater then anyway. Yeah. But it's sort of I'm like that's 37 years. Like I'm 36. That's like if someone when I was born went like. Uh, and for the birth of your child, we shall give her a floppy disk. But we're still working on it, and she'll get it just before, like she'll get it just before she turns forty. Um, and the technology may be obsolete, but oh, what a floppy disk! Like it's so, it's ridiculous. Like it's gonna, that's it's it's gonna be the worst submarine ever. Yeah, it's but if it is so if it is Waterworld, we'll have played our timing perfectly. Like if it, you know, yeah. no one will be like, Australia's a desert. They're not ready. 36 years, suddenly a giant like polar ice cap crashes. The flood comes. We all flood to our 36-year-old submarine. It's a dream. We're all watching episodes of Seinfeld that they put on when they started. It's good news. <laughs> it would be, it'd be, it'd be great, and I think people should, you know, we should go through some sort of conscription, conscription or some lottery uh, to get on those submarines for when the end of the world is happening. That'll be great. There's 12 submarines, and you know they could go underwater forever. It'll be great to be on them. But honestly, what are they doing? Like nothing takes that long. Like nothing takes because they say when you like make something, it's like it can be, it can be fast, cheap. Or good, like you can have two, two of those. Two three. of have those you heard things. that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two, but not three. Like this is slow and expensive. It better be amazing. Like the the best thing ever. What are they doing? I know. What's that thing in sex where it's like you you like do it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, so the climax is huge. What's that called? Uh, edging. <laughs> That's what's happening, people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are edging with some submarines. Your submarine lovers are going to blow so hard when they release. <laughs> like a bunch of seamen just sitting there going, oh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, not a, yet. A bunch of seamen. Uh, I believe in the Navy it's called was- breaching. Um, yeah, you're breaching. Yeah. Not as cool. Not as cool. Not as cool. Not as cool. It's, um, because they're building them in uh, South Australia, aren't they? Yeah, they oh, are. Oh, that's yeah. why it's taking so long. Have you ever seen <laughs> coffee in Adelaide? <laughs> well, my theory is they're just um, using it to store a bunch of South Australian wine. In 36 years, they'll just open the hatch and be like, aged and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and it's all worth it. Well, you know, when this when the budget was first floated, it was around fifty billion dollars, and then earlier this year it blew up to eighty billion. Then some sometime between the beginning of this year and Senate estimates, it's blown out another ten billion to ninety Total. billion dollars. I I can't help but think that we are all in the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
dollars. It's a lot mm. of dollars, yeah. <laughs> it just made me think about, you know, when like a kid's done something wrong and then your parents like confront you and you tell them little bit by little bit and the details just get more and more. It's like the problem's getting worse. It, it just was like that. It's like, no, 50. Oh, sorry. Actually, I meant seven. No, it's actually 80, 100 million billion dollars. So sorry. <laughs> It does sound a lot better if you are trying to threaten another country because $50 billion submarines doesn't cut it. But, like, if you tell China, well, China, we've got some $100 billion submarines. Mm -hmm. Stay away from our uranium. They only have 37 years to catch up with us. Did you guys hear that story uh, a couple of years ago about that um, Danish uh, guy who murdered a person on his homemade submarine? No. Um, No? And why not? He was maybe like 2017 or 2018. He was, I think he was Danish. He was an inventor and he murdered a journalist, cut up no. her body and spread no. it across the ocean, came back in and was like, oh, she tripped and fell. And, uh, <gasps> That's funny. Okay. Anyway, he's in prison. He tried, he, he escaped from prison this week. He got out and then they caught him and brought him back. All I'm saying is don't put him back. Bring him to Australia. Get him building submarines. He'll have them whipped up in a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she tripped and fell. You feel like for an inventor he'd be able to come up with a better excuse. <laughs> Irrational fear. Minister, can you tell me when we will finally have all 12 boats operational? Mid to late 2040s. In the 2040s. No, it's in the 2050s, as I said. No, you the said 2040s. Okay, I'm, say- I'm telling you that... I'm saying 2057. So the answer is 2057. Is that correct? That's the earliest time, Mr. Salmon. 2054, yes. Senator. Ford. 2054. This is a rational fear. This week's second fear, the sex cult world is mourning the loss of one of their leaders this week. Keith Rainier, the leader of the so-called sex cult Nexium, has been sentenced to 120 years in prison. Uh, Zoe, when you first told me about this story, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that anyone would join a sex cult started by a guy called Keith. Uh, what is... <laughs> what is... Oh, yeah. What is going on here, Zoe? Well, it's incredible. Uh, so I was I was shocked that you hadn't heard of it because I'm obsessed with it. This guy. So basically, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, basically Nexium is, in a nutshell, it's like a counterfeit Scientology mixed with Amway and like a Teddy Mellencamp <laughs> diet, uh, with sex slavery in it, and it's like run by this guy who ran a bunch of pyramid schemes in the 90s and then he started this, and it's so complicated, but he started this self-help thing that then it turned out that women were in this master-slave pyramid scheme and then were actually getting branded, like literally like branded with cauterizing irons on their bodies with his initials. And it's just it's it's nuts. It's like, but it's mm. also the daggiest cult you've ever heard of. Like, yeah. it's mm. so daggy. It's like mm. it's run by this improv guy what? who's about to. No, it's. I mean, he just seems like yeah. you know the guy who's just one been of the guys doing improv for way too long. Let yeah, me and brand, still bad. Let me brand yeah. you with yeah. my initials. Yes, let's. Oh. <laughs> it's like if, if the guy would like just as he's about to like bring out his acoustic guitar at a party um. and then goes like, you know, I won the judo national championship <laughs> when I was 11. And then instead of everyone going, yeah, right, mate, they went, 
Look, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm going to fuck him. No, you, you, <laughs> I'll follow you. Bring your name on to me. It's wild. Zoe, it is so you're cool. totally right. The name of the whole cult is so weird, Nexium. It's spelt N-I-X-V-M, like some sort of Greek thing. It doesn't even sound yeah. like a cult. It sounds like a piece of software you're forced to log into at a call centre, <laughs> like at a job you really hate. Like it's, it's so <laughs> yeah, kind totally. of... And they have all these really terrible, terrible names. It's like he used to run a... a uh, pyramid scheme called com- consumer byline, and then had another thing that was like vitamins that was like National Health Organization, and then their main scheme was like yeah, it's it, ESP. It was like Executive Success Programs. It sounds like boring. badly written. Yeah, but how so do how, boring? How do people who are attracted to these boring things end up being sex slaves is this just an is this an extension of what corporate culture is are we all people who work in corporations are we are we all part of a cult i think it's like what i find fascinating about it is it's like one step and then the next step and you just work out where people's line is it's like the next logical step and i think once people become immersed in a world then they just kind of go with it it's like like for instance i think about myself right like i'm a lesbian i'm very well immersed in that world but Two days ago, my ex-girlfriend uh, messaged me and said, hey, I f- she's in the same queer parenting group as my other ex-girlfriend. And I thought, that's too gay, even for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I draw my line. <laughs> I found, I was like, oh, I'm done. I've reached that line. But for some people that might be like, no. you're like a creepy guy. I don't want to listen to you going like, oh, yeah, authenticity is Mm. being yourself and I've found the meaning for the world and joined my cult. Other people, it's getting his name branded on them. Like it's, we're all different. It's a big step. It's a big step from like having a meeting about your KPIs to coming in and getting your your boss's initials branded on you. It's very big. And where do you do do you, what's that HR meeting like? Like, hey, hey, Keith bloody branded me. He's like, oh, yeah, that's part of the deal here. That's what you've got to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's come in for sexual harassment training. We will need to train you all to sexually harass each other. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I found out about it um, because of the Smallville actress, Alison Mack, who yes. was in it. Yes, yeah. She was like, yeah. mega famous. Yeah. I was so angry. I was so angry. I was like, okay, so being a famous actor isn't enough. You are that freaking bored <laughs> that you have to like have this crazy secret stupid cult with all this bull crap. It made me so furious. I was like, what the hell is up with rich people? It takes so much time. What <laughs> they're doing, I'm like, how do they get literally anything else done? I have one thing in my calendar, this. Tonight I had this. All day I was busy, stressed just for this. And you're telling me if I had to like run a secret sex cult and get your name on my ass, I mean, I'd just pass out. So I just I was really freaking out about this. Well, I think that's part of it. Like that's I feel like I've really butchered the telling of this because it's so complex. There's so mm. many layers of it. It's like they get them in and they're like, we're doing like a self-help thing. We're going to yeah. be better people. And then they like have all these different schemes and then they the one of the things that they did in order to be – so they had a master-slave pyramid basically and right. you only knew who your master was. You didn't know who any of the other slaves oh. were on your level just them so they would mess you would have to message them if you wanted to eat so you'd have to message them like may i eat 80 calories master and they would write back like yes slave and that was like literally like a a game kind of thing that they did and it's it's all these kind of things but in order to get into that group they had to give collateral what they call collateral right which is like literally just blackmail they were just like give us something bad about yourself 
like a nude picture or like a fact about your husband that if it came out, it'd be really bad. And so it's just like blackmail. Anyway, he's going to go to jail for 120 years. That's actually the craziest part that there's like a head of a sort of borderline religious organization that's actually getting prosecuted for sex crimes. (laughs) I know. I know. Who would have thunk it? He should have worn robes. They'd have let him go. This is a rational fear. This week's third fear, Kim Kardashian turned 40. This is huge news for people on Instagram and young people, which is why we've got a token young person with us, <laughs> Conchetta Caristo. Hello. Uh, can you fill us in? I, I assume I assume because America's in the grip of COVID-19 that Kim Kardashian West just had like a quiet night with the kids and Kanye and adopted sneakers? Um, She absolutely did, but on an absolutely private island with 40 of her best and closest <laughs> COVID friends. Um, you know, this was so psychic. To, like I saw this blow up on... Twitter. And here's the thing. I'm a Kim K. The idea of her stan. I'm like, okay, go off queen. I love the fat butt. Like, yes, goals. But this, I was like, Kimmy, you have let us down. Number one for being tone deaf. But number two, the dress that she's wearing in these pictures, I have to say, is fugly as hell. I was really disappointed in her. I was like, that looks like something you wear. I wore at my year eight formal and it was bad and I regret it. So that sort of is why I'm bringing this to the foreground. So to you, shame. You, you, weren't, you weren't upset about her and you, we weren't upset about her making all of her friends go into quarantine then flying them to a private island, then putting people at risk at that island who work at, for COVID-19 and then the gross use of mm. huge amounts of wealth, like 230,000 Americans are dying. You weren't mm-hmm. upset about that. You were upset about No, no, it's the dress. That's why I need people to understand that the dress was ugly. You need to go on Twitter to see the dress that she wore. No, I, it was. it's so stupid. And what's the best part about it, people, if you don't know, is that it's like a big meme now on Twitter and people have been posting like the quote of what she said of being like, I know that this like is really not possible for yeah. a lot of people in the world and that's why I'm so grateful. And it was like, yeah, queen, it's impossible for yeah. 95% of the whole world. But thank you so much for sharing it with us. And I just love memes and I love to see those two things come together. Kim K memes. It's just going absolutely off. But people like forget that uh, if you needed like a warning sign about where this was going, her birthday last year uh, was Kenny G uh, trapped in their house, surrounded by roses and candles playing his saxophone while she walked around the house. <laughs> oh, my God. That was actually, it was, he was forced to do that. He was a member yeah, of the next yeah. cult. And, uh, <laughs> and he had to do that. We hate celebrities when they pretend to be like us. We hate them when they just are being themselves. We hate them all the time. Screw them. I just thought it was funny that her hashtag was this is 40. Like, She's like, this is 40, okay? This is what 40 is. <laughs> yeah. At 40, uh, I might be dead. We don't know. This is 40. is not for everyone. <laughs> this is 40. I just got my floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been calls for a federal ICAC, but I don't know if you know this, the uh, federal government isn't into creating any kind of federal anti-corruption commission, but they are doing something at least. The Morrison government has heard your calls for more accountability, scrutiny and transparency. 
That's why we're adding to the system of checks and balances to make sure Australia stays on the right path. Introducing ICAC Act, the independent commission against Kerry Ann Kennelly. Just because I have um, a point of view doesn't mean I'm racist. Yeah. ICAC Act will be just as effective as a National Integrity Commission, but cheaper and more fun to watch during peak morning viewing. Every time our corruption goes public, we'll give Carrie Ann a high-profile job, then have her cancelled from that job with ICAC Act. Spin, spin, spin. Nothing will distract the public more from sport rorts, Angus Taylor's water deals and the wholesale takeover of the government by the fossil fuel lobby like an ill-considered misogynistic racially charged climate-denying rant from a fading star of the golden age of television. I was a television equivalent of a cockroach. ICACAC, the independent commission against Carrie Ann Kennelly, guaranteeing at least one employed person has a job. To nominate a job for CAC, download the ICACAC app today. Irrational fear! Murdoch uses his news media nowadays basically just as a political propaganda. You know, it protects its friends, it pushes its own barrow. Your fear is rational. It's been a bit of a strange week for Victoria as lockdown restrictions were lifted for Melbourne. Much of the state was celebrating, but for Jabwaring people and their supporters, it's been a week of anguish and mourning as a sacred 300-year-old ancestral tree was cut down for a highway. Joining us now is Senator Lydia Thorpe, a Jarrah woman herself, whose mum, Marjorie Thorpe, is fighting the state government's roadworks on country in the Victorian Supreme Court. Senator, thank you for joining us. It's been a bit of a, a sad week for you, has it been? Uh, yeah, it sure has, and quite a big day today. Uh, I've been on country today. I've been out to the site. It's quite incredible to, you know, last time I was there, I was standing near those trees out in the open around a fire and enjoying everyone's company, and today I go there and it's surrounded by uh, wire fencing and, and lots of big, very big men in uh, very big high-vis vests strutting their stuff. So, yeah, it was a completely different scene that I walked into today. Yeah, high-vis high is like um, the red coats of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they um, they were certainly there and using their powers and, and uh, the, the high-vis was, was going off today because, uh, yeah, they weren't letting anyone near our sacred trees, our beautiful birthing tree, which is 800 years old, uh, and our grandfather tree, which is just as old. We weren't able to access that today. It's been completely fenced off, and that was really sad. How did your mum go today with the um, with the ruling at, with the, uh, at the Supreme Court? Well, she um, did a, an incredible job, and we've now got, a injunction which lasts until the 19th of November at 4:30 p.m. So it gives us a little bit of a reprieve uh, and a chance to, you know, strategize and plan our next move and continue to keep the pressure on. And, and hopefully, uh, if we see more uh, lifting of the COVID restrictions, then we can get more people out there on the ground. I haven't spoken to mum. I've tried to call her, but she's too busy to talk to me at the moment. Or just, she might be just a bit tired too. So, yeah, she's not answering my calls. <laughs> That's uh, super interesting. What kind of strategy do you think you can put in place between now and the 19th of November to, to change the course of the state government? Well, we've just got to uh, mobilise people as best way we can in, you know, under the COVID restrictions. And that's always a challenge, but 
that would be the, you know, I think we've mobilised a lot of people in this last week. But we also need, you know, there's the strategies that we can use in Parliament, both uh, state and federal Parliament, and there's also other legal avenues that we can take through the courts. So we're just going through all of that at the moment, uh, and we'll come out fighting uh, even stronger and harder and with many, many more people behind us. When you and your Green Greens colleagues took a motion to the floor in, in the Victorian Parliament to kind of raise questions about the destruction of the tree, you mentioned in your piece last week that you were jeered. Mm. Is that right? You were actually jeered in, in Parliament for, for bringing this up? Well, apparently so. I'm not in the Victorian Parliament. I'm now in the Federal Parliament as a Senator. So that was actually taken to the Victorian Parliament and, yes, they, they were, and uh, I watched that back with Sam Hibbins asking some questions of the Premier yesterday, I think, and, yeah, you know, we're treated like a joke. It's, it's just um, not, we're not taken seriously. Even the non-Aboriginal people asking the questions in the Parliament aren't taken seriously. Uh, so I don't know whether the government uh, and the opposition think that this is a joke, they obviously haven't been to this area or understand or even given the time to learn about the stories and the connection. I'm sure that their families and their children would really appreciate that uh, and give them a true identity to the nation that has the oldest continuing living culture uh, right here. When do you think our leaders will wake up to the fact that Aboriginal history is is the history of this country and, and there will be at least some kind of modicum of respect for it? Oh, uh, well, we've been waiting a long time so far. We're very patient people, we are, uh, and we're very forgiving and conciliatory people, I think. Uh, and, you know, I think people are becoming more aware uh, and more open to learning I really don't know. I, I think that they probably need to check out their privilege, check out, you know, how they can decolonize just a little, just to open up this country to what it truly is. And that is a caring country with beautiful landscapes and beautiful people and connections and stories. It's not something that you just read in a book or watch on a television program. It's actually something that is still very live and well today and hopefully they get to see that. And look, in the short time that I've been a politician, I've had those yarns with other politicians on both sides of the fence and they've come round and they've been far more respectful and far more open to listening and learning from us. So, you know, I have hope that we can do that and, and change the nation. That's what I'd like to Anyway, uh, Conchetta, do you feel like uh, I'm not? I'm, I'm tokenizing you as a young person. <laughs> do you feel like that? that Please do. Do. <laughs> do you feel like that young people are much more attuned to uh, Aboriginal culture as Australian culture than even people ten years older than you? I think yes. Like I think you know, it's something that when I think about young people, it's like we're more aware, we're more accepting, we're more like keen to understand and like things change so quickly. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I feel like you tend to feel with older generations, they can feel they don't want to listen. They're stuck in their ways and that kind of thing. Like it's young people that care and want to mobilize that like in people younger than me that like inspire me and are learning and understanding why it's so important. And 
like not something that you can just, you know, take as a joke, like the government is or not take it seriously or forget about it or anything like that. Senator, do you mind if I ask a question? Uh, this might be a bit practical, but as someone who didn't, uh, wasn't in Victoria and wasn't aware that this destruction was going to happen until until it happened, it seems crazy to me that it's a road like this can turn. You know, like you can you can turn a road. This is not an immovable yeah. project. What's the logic that they have here for not doing this? Well, that's a good question. There are there were many alternatives put to the government which they did not want to entertain. Uh, one of their own Vic Rhodes employees, in fact, uh, agreed with one of the alternative routes, and I'm not sure whether that person mm. still has a job or not. But, you know, there there were alternatives, and it's not that Japarung people want to stop anyone fixing the road to make it safer for people. It's not like Japarung people don't uh, want the, the highway to be widened, but we just wanted to sit down and negotiate a way where we could protect significant cultural heritage and have a road and keep people safe. But that was never afforded to Japarung people. And they can say that they've consulted through their processes and all of that, but that simply has just not happened. Senator, have you pitched at all uh, a series of $90 billion submarines to ferry cars under? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the the Minister uh, Susan Lay of the federal government, in fact, uh, protected a satellite dish in the same (laughs) week that she declined protecting Japarung country. So that's where people are at in terms of our politicians. And that's what we have to change. Craig Quatermain, who's uh, an Aboriginal comedian, he said on Facebook this week, he said, Australians won't realise what they've lost until they see the Avatar sequels. And I felt like that was <laughs> oh, that was really sad, but a really great joke. And look, I love um, the Avatar film. And, and I thought of the Avatar <laughs> film as soon as that tree got cut down. Yeah. It looks like it was in the Avatar film. It was so, so special. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was so weird. Like it, what Lewis just said before was so interesting. Like as someone who lives in so-called Sydney, I had no idea this was happening until, you know, it was far too late. And um, it's so it's sad that this moment has had to happen for us to be awakened to this cultural moment right now. And perhaps um, a, a lot more of Australia know what's happening on Jabberung country and we can um, we can pitch in to help some, somehow. Yeah, look, it, it's a bit like George Floyd Hayes with Black Lives Matter and it took a black man in another country uh, to be killed by police for this country to wake up and realise that we have a problem here too. So I just think that, you know, to mature as a nation, we really need to start telling the truth and learn our true history so that we can move forward together. Senator, thank you so much for joining us on Irrational Fear tonight. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, that is all we have time for Irrational for Irrational Fear tonight. Big thank you to Senator Lydia Thorpe and a big everlasting thanks to our fear mongers tonight, Zoe Foster Blake, Conchetta Carista. Conchetta Carista. Foster Blake, actually. Conchetta <laughs> Norton Lodge and Lewis Coombsma. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have anything to plug, Zoe? Do you want to, do you want to plug anything? I'm doing a couple of shows in real life in Sydney oh. as part of the Two Queers Festival at Giant Dwarf coming up. So that's, uh, I think, in, like the 14th and maybe 12th and the 14th of November. 
And if you have Stan, be sure to look at Zoe's Stan lockdown special. Not, I mean, the, the, the stand-up specials on Prime are good too, but this, the lockdown <laughs> special is particularly, particularly off the wall and just a genius bit of content that I've ever seen in my entire life. So well, do you. check do check that out from Zoe Norton Lodge. That was uh, actually yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> 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 so, Kuzma. Conchetta, do you want to plug anything? Um, I have no shows like Zoe, but I'll lean into being a young person and plug sort of my socials. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Conchetta Worldwide um, and Twitter at Conchetta Christo and sort of watch me go off there live every day. (laughs) And Lewis, do you want to plug anything? No, Dan. Same old. Still doing radio. Uh, if you can, you don't need to listen though. I'll, I'll be back next week. No, we um, will. We will. Oh, thanks, gang. Yeah. Every day. Um, actually, if you listen to the show today, you Every would have heard day. Zoe Norton Lodge talking all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had. Uh... That was me. This episode was produced by Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline. Contributions from our supporters via Discord include Peter McNeil, David Green, uh, Peter Lawler, Dave Bluestein, Maddie Palmer. Also, a big thanks to Road Mike's Bertha Foundation, Go Neutral, our Patreon supporters like you. uh, And please like, share, subscribe, and rate, and all that stuff. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. 